What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Riding the Pine. Jack Ridenour are back with you all today, and as always, we have another amazing episode in store for everyone at home. But before I get into all of that, as always, let's take a little peek at the last episode. I was joined by a tremendous guest who is also my boss, owner and founder of the Westmoreland Sports Network, Dan Flickinger. Dan and I got into how this past year was in the high school football scene, and also a little bit about how Bell Vernon in particular has been playing as of late. Our coverage coming up this week for Bell Vernon in their playoff game for the state playoffs and so much more. So if you want to go hear a little bit about what's going on at WSN and about how this past year at WSN was in the football scene, go check out episode 267 and all 267 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now getting into today, we're going to be joined by another awesome guest and a recurring guest here on Ride in the Pine, head women's basketball coach at Chatham University, Coach David Sauer. Coach Sauer and I get into how this year has been for the Cougars and what it's been like having such a young group of players on this team in particular, their recent loss to Washington and Jefferson, but how they plan on bouncing back this upcoming weekend against Bethany and so much more. So if you want to hear a little bit about how this year has been for the Cougars and a little bit about this upcoming weekend's matchup against Bethany, don't go anywhere because here comes Coach David Sauer. So with that, folks, let's make our way into our show for today. So as always, be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And I'm here with head coach of the Chatham University women's basketball team, Coach David Sauer. Coach, great to get you on the show today. How's it going? Awesome, Jack. Good as always to get on with you. Absolutely. Well, hey, listen, I appreciate you taking a little time. I know that season's begun. We're in the midst of it right now. College basketball is underway. I know two basketball lovers like you and I, we are very excited about that. And I know your team suffered a pretty tough loss yesterday to Washington and Jefferson, but want to hear just a little bit about that one. What were some takeaways from yesterday's loss? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I give, uh, you know, Gina Derubo, WJ, I mean, has been doing this a long time. And, um, you know, that program, you could argue maybe the class of the PAC on the women's side. And um, it was exciting for such a young team. I mean, I think we, you know, we're arguably the youngest team in the region right now. And, um, you know, to compete with that group for 40 minutes and and um, really for long stretches, do some really good, good things, play good basketball. And obviously, um, for us, I think it, it obviously left a, you know, a, a, a bad taste in your mouth in terms of taking a loss, but I do think, um, you know, it also at the same time gave this group a lot more confidence in who they are and, and what they are together, um, for what we can accomplish as we continue to grow through this season. Um, yeah, it was exciting. It was a really good college basketball game. And, uh, you know, it was definitely a lot, lot for us to chew on, but I, th- I think confidence was a big thing for the group in general moving forward. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because I'm sure, especially for the younger classmen and the freshmen in particular, you know, going up against the the reigning PAC champion in, in WNJ team that's been to the PAC championship, if I'm not mistaken, five years in a row. And you're playing them in a very close game the whole way through, only lose by 10. And not to mention, you know, last week they beat up on Westminster by almost 40. So I think there was a lot of really good things for your group to take away from yesterday. But I'm glad you mentioned the the, the youth of this team because I'm sure there's a lot of unique things about this year's team and that in particular, but what are some other things that have been unique about this year's team? Yeah, I think um, it's a really exciting group to have. And obviously being so young, you weren't sure coming into the year, how it would all kind of mold together. But 
um, as we put this roster together. And, um, you know, we struck out on a grad transfer too. We thought we might be able to get and finish late. We saw that, wow, this is going to be legitimately the youngest team we've ever had. And frankly, the youngest team I've ever been a part of in 15 years um, at any level. Um, We knew there'd be some unique challenges. I have not. um, It was hard to find anybody that's had such a young group that I could kind of lean on for some advice or, you know, what, you know, what to expect walking into the year. But um, it's been fun because I think this group um, in terms of their backgrounds, all by and large come from winning programs. Um, This in group top to bottom loves being in the gym, loves putting in work, extremely coachable um, and have really bought into that mentality of coming to work every day and trusting the process and, you know, doing their jobs daily, which um, has allowed us, frankly, to grow even a lot quicker um, on the floor tangibly than, than I thought we really could. I mean, we've been, you know, a little over a month here, a month and a half as a group. Um, and we're, we're a lot further along than I thought, which gives me great excitement as we, um, you know, head into the bulk of PAC play and then obviously strive to um, push this thing to a championship level team. Well, I kind of want to unpack a little bit more about just your approach heading into this year, because like you said, I mean, uh, an incredibly young team, no juniors, no seniors, no grad transfers, no six years, none of that, all freshmen, all sophomores. So what was that approach like for you? I mean, just coming into the year, I mean, how did you kind of map things out in your mind as to how you were going to go about this season? Yeah, I think it was really just, you know, for us, baby steps, you know, one task at a time. And, and you know, in terms of first thing, laying the foundation for the, you know, frankly, even the the culture and mindset, um, you know, of, of team first, um, of making, you know, putting that extra work in the gym, the unseen hours, part of the culture and making sure that was established very early. And thankfully, um, as we got to practice starting in October, um, you know, we added Brittany Smith as an assistant coach as well this year. She's on campus full time. So we kind of got back to the, the grind that we had the first couple of years here when Marlena Tremba now at Navy um, was our assistant and would really be able to set that tone for individual development every day. And that's that was some of the first things we kind of put into place. Um, and then it's been uh, honestly baby steps with you know what we're doing on both ends of the floor and not trying to overload them mentally because as you've seen, we have talent and there's a lot of talent there you know, from the point guard position to the five. And, you know, when you, when you have a young team, you have a young player, um, you know, I think the biggest thing that slows them down sometimes is that learning curve and, and, and really consuming all the details um, that you have to, to be able to go in and execute a game plan at the college level. So we've really tried to um, minimize the thinking that they have to do. And as we take steps forward and start mastering things, we'll add another layer, add another layer, um, but we've really tried to not overload them. Um, and Frank, you see with us, it's been fortunate pressing and playing in transition has been, um, you know, kind of what our calling card has been through six games. Um, and I think that obviously lends itself um, to letting them play a little more free. We've got intelligent players that can make plays and, um, you know, know how to play the game. So it's, it, it's been exciting. It's been a unique challenge. And as a coach, it's, you know, you're always, you know, you think you've seen it all, you haven't. And, and uh, this has been a tremendous experience so far with this young group. Well, I'm sure that at times there are those instances where the, the inexperience does show, 
when that happens, what do you tell your group? I mean, I'm sure that's probably had to change how you respond to those things. So how have you responded and what do you say to your group when that inexperience kind of does come and and show itself? Yeah. You got to check yourself sometimes because you know, you're um, at the end of the day, they, they just don't know what they don't know or more better put um, the things that we want just aren't habits yet, you know, and we're kind of, you know, untraining some of the, you know, maybe more high school level habits and, and making them, um, you know, college ready in, in terms of what we're trying to do. So I think you have to be patient. Um, and, and for us, I think responding, um, you know, to them, I think you try to give it to them in, in many different ways, whether that's obviously in the moment, coach it as it's happening in real time, let them play through it and touch base, you know, at the end of a, a possession um, in practice film on paper in scouts, um, you know, kind of have them regurgitate, you know, the things that we taught that day and, and give it back to you um, in short answer form after practice. But, you know, trying to help them just like a teacher would, you know, help them learn in, in many different ways to hopefully, you know, one or two of those methods will stick and help them retain it. But um, patience is the biggest thing. And I think, again, we, we talk about, you know, sometimes like even some of the things we went through last night, you know, you can train all you want. You can get all the reps like they do and put the extra work in. Mother nature has to still run its course sometimes. And you still have to get those day after day reps to let things become a habit. And I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, but, but it's been a fun process. Well, I have to say last week against Geneva, clearly no signs of inexperience there. You guys put up 99 points, second most in program history. I mean, that had to have been such a great feeling, especially going into the break. I know that you guys didn't have any games either during the break. So nice long time to think about that win. But I mean, what worked for you all in that game in particular? Yeah, it was beautiful for us because we felt we did feel kind of going into that. Um, Geneva played a similar style that we like to play. Um, especially from an offensive standpoint, being able to get out in transition and, and spread the floor and, and make it a high possession, high tempo game. Um, so we felt that was a great opportunity for us um, to really come in there and, and kind of spread our wings a little bit offensively. Um, and, and at the same time, take a step on the defensive end because they, they like the game to be extremely chaotic for 40 minutes to be disciplined in what we do in the pressing game defensively in the zone, in the half court and be able to do both and show the maturity to be able to, you know, control the game on the defensive end and, and stick to our principles. But then, yeah, let's get out and run and let's play free and, and do a lot of different things offensively. And um, we did, that was a big, big growth uh, opportunity for us. And last year, um, you know, against them at a similar time of the season, um, we didn't do that, you know, and I think for us to have such a young team to be able to have that happen and be able to see the results of that. And, 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 um, you know, it was fun. And, and, and the group we have, um, they, they do score the ball so well, we get, we've got, you know, frankly, players one to four, that can really, you know, shoot the ball from the outside or forward positions really coming along. Um, and, and it was an exciting game. And obviously you get a lot of confidence when you go put up 99. No question. I think you get all the confidence in the world after that one. But I just want to also now kind of 
get in just the overall transition that these players have had to go through going from high school to college. Cause like we continue to talk about a lot of freshmen. So again, having to just overall adjust to that college level of basketball, what were those first, you know, week or two of practice for them and just kind of getting them acquainted to the speed, the style of college basketball. Yeah. Thankfully our, you know, our returning players, I can't say upperclassmen, uh, but our returning players that are now sophomores, even from preseason on when they're getting in the gym for open gym and pickup and weights and all the different things, they did a phenomenal job of setting the example and laying the foundation. Um, and, and you could go down the list of, of, of those players individually, but I think they did a phenomenal job to where when we got to practice in October, um, you know, our young ones kind of knew what to expect, at least from a intensity standpoint, um, an energy level standpoint, a commitment to, you know, bringing tremendous enthusiasm every day. Um, and by, by and large, like I said, we, we try to go out of our way to recruit players that come from really strong high school programs that frankly run their programs similar to the college level. Um, so I think the transition was pretty smooth. And again, I think it's also the bigger adjustment was more learning. Okay. Now I'm at the college level. Every player in this practice was the best player where they came from. And now um, I've got to really hone in what, what things do I do really well at a high level that I can do here at the college level to help this team win um, and maximizing those opportunities while, Hey, I also, it's what a college player does minimize the things that maybe aren't the strongest points in my game and don't let those show themselves too often in, in um, you know, in, in, in during the game and, and in practice when we're going live. So that was, I think the biggest adjustment and that's something coaches we have to help them with. And, um, they have, again, grown in leaps and bounds with that since October 15th. And um, like I said, I think that's kind of been a big part of the reason why we're where we are right now so early. And they're only going to get better. You know, I think that's the other exciting thing of it is that it, you, you're not going to have that worry of taking steps back. I mean, this is a very talented group. I would say arguably some of the most talented freshmen that you have brought in during your time at Chatham, I would say, I mean, close to it. And, yeah. and, and it it's clearly shows, I mean, you know, you have players, like you said, you know, one through five, but you even go into the bench one through seven, one through eight, one through nine that are providing mm-hmm. and, and producing in some sort of way. I want to get into some of the returners that you had coming back this year. Again, a, a unique situation through and through with them being sophomore. So really only one year of college basketball, but one more than really everybody else has had, how have you seen them kind of emerge and become leaders in, in still such a, a very young part of their college career? Yeah, we didn't want to overburden them either. And I think that that was something that I think we as a staff kind of really, you know, came to the conclusion maybe late September, early October. You know, we're in our heads, hey, we've got to push these sophomores to lead, 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 lead. You know, you have to you, you have to bring these young ones along. But I think we realized, too, remember, guys, I mean, these sophomores are still young. You know, they're still only 19 years old, you know, for the most part. Um, Don't put too much on their plate. And I think our big thing this year has been, you know, you're responsible for leading one person and that's yourself. And that's with your, you know, you're leading by example on the floor. You're bringing the energy, um, you know, you're bringing enthusiasm. You're doing all the things um, that you can do to be the best you every day. Um, so you don't have too much on your plate and let the coaches handle leading, you know, especially from a verbal standpoint or teaching standpoint, let us handle the young ones. You know, you, you do your job to the best of your ability. 
you don't have to worry about anything else. Um, and over time, obviously, that will transition as they head into later in their sophomore year into junior year. Um, but we didn't want to overburden them. I think that was something I, I do think we made the right call with. And I think it's allowed, um, you know, a lot of our sophomores to truly, you know, kind of just play the game and be who they are and, and, and continue their growth process because they're still so young also. And I'm glad you bring up the aspect of, of your staff and, and the, you know, your other coaches that you have with you, because one of them, like you said, Brittany Smith is not far removed from being a player. Olivia Barkley, same thing, right? Taylor Duchon, same thing, not yep. far removed from being players. And two of them have played for you in the past. So yep. I'm sure that has kind of weathered that storm a little bit as well. But in terms of having a, a coach like Brittany Smith, who, you know, played with players that are on this team this year, how have you kind of noticed their relationship continue to grow as kind of now a player coach dynamic? But then how, how have you also noticed the coaching staff kind of being able to step in and, and teaching them kind of the way to go about things at the college level of basketball? Yeah, I got a great staff. And, you know, so you start with Taylor, who spent time at the Division II level, was an all-league player at Teal. Um, she's been invaluable obviously lives with us in her second year. Um, the work she puts in, and even from a scouting standpoint, she does a phenomenal job for us. Um, but, you know, you ask about Brittany specifically. Um, Br- Brittany is, is, you know, she could be a head coach in a couple of years. It's crazy. I mean, it's, it's like you talk about some of these, you know, NFL coach, maybe more NBA, where you've got players that just get done and all of a sudden, you know, Jason Kidd's a head coach or what have you. She's cut from a cloth of, there's things she does and, and conversations she can have and, and the way she um, handles herself with our players, whether it's um, development, hard conversations, teaching, putting her arm around them. Um, she is a coach beyond her years. I mean, she really is. Um, I wish I had half the, um, you know, frankly, pe- people skills or ability to adapt at the age she is. Um, when I was coming, I mean, she has done an amazing job um, and we've needed it, obviously, with such a young group and for her to be able to navigate, you know, coaching and sometimes having to coach hard players she was on the floor with and in the locker room with, you know, less than a year ago. So I think um, she's done a phenomenal job. Our players have done a tremendous job of returning players of accepting her new role. And that shows a lot of maturity on their part too. Um, but it's been really smooth. And, and honestly, I, maybe I should have been, I wasn't more, I wasn't really worried about it heading into the year. And I think my kind of assumptions were correct. Um, she's tailor made for this role. And, and, and again, if she wants it, I mean, she's, she's a head coach. She's going to be a better head coach than I ever will be. So. Well, it's great that you've got that tremendous staff with you because I'm sure there are times this year where you found yourself having to lean on them, you know, maybe more than you've had to in the past because of, again, the youth that 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 there is on this team. But I want to get into this upcoming weekend's matchup against Bethany. Big opportunity for you guys to bounce back. But what's kind of just the overall outlook heading into that matchup and just kind of what's the approach into that one as well? Yeah, it's an exciting one. I mean, they've done Brian Sansom, their former head coach, now AD at Bethany, um, you know, first class, phenomenal coach. Sad to see him kind of leave the coaching ranks. Um, but he's left a phenomenal group that did a lot of really good things last year. Um, you know, Lindsey Garrison, newcomer of the year last year, um, you know, top five player in the league. Um, it starts with her. 
Um, you know, Ashley Wheeler, another guard in the backcourt for them, and Mackenzie Mason, kind of a three-headed monster that's kind of led the charge for them the last couple of years. Um, it's going to be a tough one. And I think for us at home, um, I'm excited about that. We've gotten fortune to play in some home games here the last couple of weeks. Um, but I think our group's ready. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I know Lindsay Garrison's been out the last couple of games, I believe, with an ankle um, deal. We'll see if she's back. I would assume she is. Um, but we're again, you know, we're going to have to play well. I do think they play a style of play that is conducive to what we want to do. So I think that's a um, just from a comfort level standpoint for a young team. You know, unlike last night, um, it won't be as much of a grinded out style. They like to get up tempo. Their new head coach um, is even pressing a little bit more, playing in transition a little bit more than they did in the past. Um, so it should be fun, a great opportunity, and it's it's um, you know exciting that we'll get them um, at home at noon on Saturday. So it's going to be an exciting one. Very excited for it, to say the least. I am I am thrilled to say to to uh, to be able to catch that one this upcoming weekend. So that should be a good one. But coach, before we get you out of here, as always, a pleasure to have you on the show. But just want to hear what's going to be important for you all, and just really really key for you all to finish out strong in the PAC and really push towards the playoffs. Yeah, just the everyday process of it. I know I, I feel like I'm you know, talking like Nick Saban or something, but it's really been this for our group process and then executing your job every day. And I think for us, that means, you know, today is an off day. We actually decided early this morning. Um, we've been going pretty hard here. We played a lot of minutes last night, off day today, but your process and you know, the execution you have to have today, hydrate, eat treatment take care of your body and that is your job today one job at a time one thing at a time um and that's going to be every day for us and with a young group we don't want to get too far ahead we also don't want to live in the past um it's what can we do today to be the best version of ourselves? let the chips fall where they may and with such a talented group and with such room to grow um you know that process and, and doing those jobs of executing every day um I think will lead to some really good things. Well, very excited to catch uh, this game upcoming this weekend against Bethany and be on the call for that one. And also just catch the rest of the season for you all. So good luck the rest of the way. Good luck on Saturday. As always, thanks so much for stopping by. Looking forward to it. appreciate it, Jack. And there he goes, Coach David Sauer, another fantastic episode today, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the bench. Be sure to keep following and subscribing to Ride in the Pine on Apple and Spotify, and keep following on Twitter at Ride the Pine 20, RTP all capital, Instagram at Riding underscore the underscore pine underscore all lowercase, and on TikTok at Ride in the Pine all lowercase. For all of the latest updates on episodes and content to come, all 268 episodes are out now. Keep leaving those ratings and reviews, and again, folks, keep getting ready for some awesome guests that will be coming on here for the foreseeable future on Ride in the Pine. We've got a lot of really good things lined up, so get yourselves ready for a great month ahead of some awesome episodes. But once again, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today, and until next time on Ride in the Pine, keep on sitting the bench with me.